This is episode 3 of the Dragon Ball Insider Podcast, taking place on February 4th, 2014. What's going on, guys? This is Anthony with Dragon Ball Insider. I'm here with my co-host, David, DB Eternity. What's going on, Dave? Have you been? Uh, I've been well. Nothing much has been going on over here lately, other than school and stuff, but yeah, that's normal. I hear you, man. It is absolutely freezing here over on the East Coast. Right now, it's at negative one degrees. <laughs> oh my. And I'm not looking, I am not looking forward to my 12 inches of snow coming on Thursday. So yeah, uh, here in California, we never get that weather. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, it, it, it's w- the the lowest we get is like the sixties. Are you kidding, dude? I'm I'm seriously at negative one right yeah, now. Yeah, um, this morning it was like fifty something, but that's a rare occasion when it's that cold over here. But that's crazy, wow. uh, and people in. California don't know what cold is, so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny you say that because, I what is it, Georgia or something just got two inches of snow, and it was, like, the worst experience they've ever had, and, like, there were, there were cars on the road stuck for, like, three hours, and it, it's just, I don't know, I don't know if it's funny or sad, but here we get, like, three feet and it's like all right now we're stuck you know yeah i bet when we get a foot it's like oh okay oh yeah whatever it's just a dusting yeah i bet that's normal protocol over there yeah i mean considering they don't have plows but that's besides the point yeah (laughs) but uh it's been a couple weeks since we did a podcast uh a lot's been going on i mean you and i both have school um so i think it's an appropriate time to say let's get started on the new podcast yes let's do that Okay, let's get to the news. Okay, Dave, why don't you go ahead and start off with the first bit of news that we got. All right. Well, firstly, Viz Media has released the uh, first volume of their full-color comics uh, on February 4th. Um, this, This corresponds to the 17th Dragon Ball uh, volume, um, in Japan, that's, this is the first volume of Dragon Ball Z in America, as the title was changed halfway through the series, uh, with the 42 total volumes, 17th being the start to Dragon Ball Z, uh, it is available on Amazon for, uh, a fluctuating price of 11 to $14, um, the size of the, of the issue is larger than, than, uh, the regular manga, and uh, it, it's about the same size. If you read uh, American comics, it's about the same size as those. And Volume 2 will be out on April 4th. And that has... Um, I know that Volume 1... Wh- the original Volume 1 had, like, up to Goku's death. And then um, it ended with the Saiyans... Or the Saiyans... Uh, first leaving towards earth but these uh these volumes are are uh bigger and they have like four more chapters in each so i'm not sure when it ends 
and I'm not sure where Volume Two is going to start, but it won't be that big. A, it won't. It won't be that big a difference that now, but it'll add up, and there'll be less volumes in um, twenty six, in this run. Right. Well, as far as I know, from what I hear, it's going to be coming out on the fourth of each month. Um, that's just based on trends. Typically, it comes out once once a month. Um, in regards to, I mean, they used to do the whole monthly Shonen Jump, and then it went to weekly, and, and you know how that is. But um, typically, it's supposed to be once a month on the same day or same day of the month. So um, the fourth of each month, I'm assuming, but we'll see. I know that um, Shonen is actually stopping their um, color manga now in their in the weekly Shonen. Um, I guess in the last Shonen that came out last week, they said, oh, um, make sure you buy the color manga. So if you're subscribed to Viz Media's um, Weekly Shonen Jump app, the electronic version, there's no longer going to be the color manga in in that. So which is, which is a weird move, because that's not usually what a Japanese company would do. Um, they would, because in Japan, they'd be a chapter in, in, in the weekly magazine, and then as the as the uh, chapters were being released, when they had enough, they would release um, a uh, a full volume of it. Right, which I guess is weird considering they're completely cutting it off. But I guess it's just a marketing strategy to get you to buy right their new content because it is Viz's English version. So unless it's the same in Japan, I'm not sure. Do they have electronic? Shonen Jump in Japan? I'm not uh, sure that they works. they don't. They have a print ma- a magazine, and they have individual manga, uh, digital manga up on like iTunes and Amazon, right, and stuff like that. So you, it may not be the same in Japan. For no, it's know. not. It's not the same. But they do uh, have um, digital services through in which they sell individual manga, but not the magazine itself. Okay, so the Dragon Ball manga is probably continuing through their shonen. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Um, they've released all of it. They've released uh, all of it. De- um, well, I think they've 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 definitely released all of the Dragon Ball, uh, mm-hmm. for sixteen volumes in color digitally, but not print. And I'm pretty sure they did. I'm not sure if they've released the entire uh, series in color digitally, but they're also working on their print version for volume 17 and forward. The same color version that we're getting yes. in English? Yes, the same. And they're working on their print versions too. Um, so I don't know if you've done this yet, but I got the game Battle of Z. Have you played it yet? I've only played the demo. But I think that wasn't that's enough to state an opinion, at least. Yeah, I mean... Well, for anyone who doesn't know, Battle of Z came out on January 28th in the States. Um, The Japanese release was on the 23rd, and uh, European was on the 24th of January. Um, It's a different type of Dragon Ball Z game. Now, I'm hearing a lot of negative feedback on this game based on forums and, like, Twitter posts. Um, I've also seen places call it the worst Dragon Ball Z game of all time, but... um. It's definitely different. I don't know about worst. It's a team melee game. Um, it's a different developer. Developer. It's Art Dink, and it's like an eight-player online battle. You could do co-op, etc. Um, I enjoy it. It's a lot different. It it really is a a friggin' free for all when it comes down to it online. 
but it's a, a team it's like a team free for all um i constantly felt or I, I constantly um kept catching myself talking to my other teammates like hey come over here i need you to revive me or i need energy or come over here and lend me lend me a hand on this side or that it's nothing like any other game i've ever played before in terms of dragon ball and i like that i i'm sick of the whole side by side no free movement this i had like free roam to do whatever i wanted um granted there were limited attacks because it was like a three button combo for everything but you could do different things at different times and I, I you can't transform during the games you have to choose your character if you want to be super saiyan goku you have to be super saiyan goku at, from the start you can't transform mid battle and there, that's getting a lot of negative feedback but i personally really like the game it's really fun it's really cool if you want to get involved with people worldwide especially for the live game i mean i don't know how you feel about it but i enjoy it uh, well, I kind of agree with what you have to say. It's definitely different than uh, what we've seen before in Dragon Ball games. Um, but I can't, I don't I don't think it's bad. I think it's I, th- I think it's a refreshing thing a thing to see in a game because most of the games are just button mashers, and uh, they're literally all the same. Yeah, they're all the same. And the and the first game we actually got a step uh, beyond the the same type of game was Ultimate Tenkaichi with its uh, unique rock paper scissors um, right. style of fighting, which was good for me because I suck at fighting games. But in any case, um, this was definitely different. <clears throat> it resembles a, some of somewhat like an online type of game. Where you yeah. really have to strategize and cooperate with your teammates in order to win. Whereas before, um, either brute strength, brute strength, or insane character at customization would win you the battle in that in past games. I can't tell you how many times I lost to people just because they they played Broly and they they customize him with like insane uh, abilities and I'm like ugh. So I just ne- I never played ed- um I I only played like normal settings not uh custom settings. Okay, see, one thing I I really like about it is that I mean, it's actually a toss-up. There is no multiplayer if you're with someone physically, but in co-op mode, you could actually have your online friends help you get through story mode. Um for instance, you in the mission where we have to fight Cell, you have to have at least three other guys on your team. And you choose, like, I don't know, a, a Goku, a Vegeta, and Trunks. But those are all computers. Now, if you were online doing a co-op mode, you could have, say, yourself, um, Uchi, and Ben on our team. And we could actually fight Cell all together in efforts to beat the mission. So it gives you – it's a freedom to do better on your missions – which is awesome because, you know, computers aren't all that great when it comes down to it. So you can actually strategize with your online teammates to get through the story mode, which I thought is pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely different. Now, the we have a list right here on the first week sales figures. We actually have week one and two. Um, you guys can be the judge of this and give us your opinions. But the first week sales, they did roughly 31,000 copies on the PlayStation 3. 
and 23,000 copies on the PS Vita. Um, the Xbox numbers weren't reported, so we know at least 53,000 some odd copies were sold for that week. Um, that was by um, Media Create Sales. We got that information from. Now, the second week sales um, was done by Famitsu, and it only showed PS3 and PS Vita. And the second week, only about 8,500 copies sold, and the Vita only sold about 5,800. And this, this is a huge drop. Uh, what do you think about this? Well, I just think it's not, it's not um, that people were like, oh, this game sucks. I think it's just because, well, it was really hyped. Um, and the first week obviously is going to have the most um, units sold because it's the first week and people pre-order it and stuff. But it might have not been more of a case of uh, people saying it sucks, but in, but more of like, you know, um, the first week is just the the main selling point. While the second week is, even though this is a huge drop, Dragon Ball games aren't that big in Japan, so it's not that surprising that the, the that it would drop so bad, so much like this. You know, I look at this and I say, all right, this is. It sold three times as little, you know, and I'm not sure if this list is a worldwide or Japan list, but that's huge, dude. Like, I expected at least another 20 grand to come out of the PlayStation. And I mean, we, we have no idea what Xbox 360 did, but I'm, I'm assuming they're doing okay. But I, I wonder if it's going to be the same trend for the second week sales for the Xbox platform. What do you think on that? Uh, for Xbox, I have a feeling that PlayStation is bigger because Sony is a Japanese company, and whereas Microsoft is an American company. So I'm pretty sure that mm. Xbox is doing even worse than um, PS3 and Vita are right now. Yeah, well, once we get that information, we will definitely let everyone know. It's definitely something to follow considering... It is, it's one of the biggest releases of the year, considering we're only about a, a month and a half in, but I, I'm surprised, I really am, and I, I hope it stays on the charts, just, I mean, they gotta make some sort of profit in order to benefit and come out with, I don't know, maybe a sequel to this game, who knows? Yeah, I gotcha. Um, but for, as for the title, I really wouldn't like it to be Battle of Z2, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't sit well. I think it's safe to say that's probably the worst title of all the games ever. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a different story altogether. Okay, Dave, so what do you say we move on to our main topic for today? Okay, sure. Alright, so let's move on to our main topic. Um, Dave, why don't you go ahead and explain what's going on with um, the Akira Toriyama interview? All right. Well, in the latest uh, issue of the monthly spinoff magazine, Saikyo Jump, um, Nahuo Oishi, who is Toriyama's assistant, interviewed him um, regarding Bardock and... Ultimately, it led to the re or the revealing of Goku's mother. Uh, first, they they talked about um, if Bardock had any plans for the future, and 
Toriyama said, well, Bardock's been dead for a long time. <laughs> so unless we, unless I make stories from the past or use Shenlong to bring him back to life, um, it, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be in action so much. Also considering the fact that his, um, that he's not powerful enough to keep up with the with the characters in the series as they as they were when they, when it ended, so it'd be difficult to depict him in the in the present timeline. Right. If he was if he were to be brought back. Uh. N- now, she followed up with a question with the same question for Vegeta's case, and Toriyama replied, and I quote: "As for Vegeta, in the event that there's a talk." of another animated film, then next time, I'd like him to play the main role. Uh, okay, this means that, well, it means what it says. If there were to be a movie, then Vegeta's gonna be the main protagonist in this one, but this does not mean that there will be a new movie. Simply means that Toriyama, well, uh, Toriyama says that he'll think, if, if there's ever talk of one, he'll say, okay, well, Vegeta will be uh, the the main character in this one, that doesn't mean they're making it. Right. Now, there's been a lot of confusion going around the web. Um, everyone is getting their hopes up. Oh, my God, there's going to be another movie. You know, just you heard it translated, uh, courtesy of Konzenshu, by the way. Um, it is translated, the words out of Akira Toriyama's mouth, if in the event. It's not saying there's going to be a movie. There's going to be this, and Vegeta is going to be the main character, or the main protagonist. Now, Toriyama doesn't even have that authority. He's not, he doesn't make movies. He writes manga. You know, Toei Animation actually has to come up to him and say, hey, uh, what do you think? And then he could be like, okay, yes or no. And then there's got to be, there's funding, there's all that. But he specifically said, if in the event there ever was possibly another, another movie, he would want Vegeta as the protagonist. Um, and that's basically it um, in terms of his intentions. But by no means is anything confirmed that there's going to be another movie. No Battle of Gods 2. It's just a what-if scenario. Now, also, um, in this interview, um, Dave, you stated before, um, they revealed Goku's mother. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Okay, well, um, during the interview, during uh, the Bardock questions, um, Toriyama was asked this question. What sort of person was Bardock's wife? In other words, Goku's mother. And, uh, and Toriyama followed up saying that um, to find out, you've got to buy the bonus comic of Jocko the Galactic Patrolman. Um, and she's, she's going to be... Um, revealed in that, in the bonus chapters of that series, of Toriyama's latest and possibly last, said he, manga series. Um, Okay, but he did reveal her name, and her name is Gine. And uh, he also revealed that um, she fought, she used to fight on uh, Bardock's team uh, way back when. And it's interesting because Toriyama was asked to get to give more detail on her, 
Um, and he says that she had a gentle personality, but wasn't cut out as a warrior. So she wasn't very useful in battle, and she had to be um, saved by Bardock on many occasions, which kind of sparked a special emotional relationship between them that Saiyans don't usually portray in their relationships. So, because Saiyans reproduce for survival and not necessarily for an emotional bond. But um, in this case, it was more emotional than just mere survival of, um, for the, of their race. And, Which is um, definitely different. We've never seen any backstory containing love in Dragon Ball, especially from Goku's family. Yes, um, and Bardock was usually seen as the lone fighter, and everyone thought that Celepa was the mother, but in my opinion, that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's <laughs> Why just, do you say that? Well, because they they don't... It doesn't... It, they just don't seem connected at all. Even though that Saiyans are survival re, uh, reproducers, they just... Do, they, they're, they don't seem like they're even... They're they're like it seems as if they're force forcefully acquainted and not necessarily, um, I guess, you know, friends. Well, besides because, the you besides see, Bardock, Vegeta's family. Yeah, you see, Bardock cared more about Toma than he did about Celepa when yeah. um when his team died. Right. So I don't think they had a very. Uh, any connection whatsoever. They were just on the same team coincidentally. So, in my opinion, it didn't make sense that people would assume that Celepa is the mother. But now that we have Gine, um, finally people are going to start stop uh, are going to stop with that assumption, and we're finally going to see what Goku's mother really was. Which they'll be in the bonus chapter coming up in March. Um. Now, I don't know if anyone knows this, but if you don't, you should. Toriyama typically names his characters on types of vegetables, especially Saiyans. Or Saiyans, excuse me. Um, Gine, um, it could be assumed that her name is rearranged from the word uh, Negi or Neji. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Okay, well, how is it spelled? N-E-G-I. Negi. Yeah, so... Ref- all jumbled around, switched around. That is, um, first of all, that means spring onion or scallion. So it can be implied that her name pun is on the, the spring onion or scallion, which is not, un- it's not a surprise to say the least, because I mean, Vegeta, vegetable, Kakarot, carrot, you know, it's just at this point, it's just whatever it, it it's, I, he probably has like a list of vegetables somewhere that he's like, oh, if I come up with a new character, they're going to be named this because it's this type of vegetable. So that's basically how he does things. Right, yeah. Now, um, in the last part of the interview, um, I don't know if you saw this, but actually it's on our outline. Toriyama goes on to say that um, Gine wasn't cut out for a warrior and that she would go on to work at the meat distribution center on planet Vegeta. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Bardock go to planet meat? Yes, he did. And that's where his team was killed by Dodoria's troops by order of Frieza. So I don't know. I don't know if he's just being sadistic or 
dirty. He probably <laughs> forgot. He probably forgot <laughs> that that planet existed. But that that caught my attention. So <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too as I was reading this. So, so meat, planet meat. But yeah, Toriyama probably forgot about that planet as a whole. Yeah, which would not surprise me or you to say the least. Yeah. But that's about it. We all we have for our news. Um, in addition to the news, I just want to make a little bit of an announcement. We're actually holding a contest. Um, in the future, we're going to be conducting. A, it's we're going to be calling it the Dragon Ball Z Custom Artwork Giveaway. Um, Demarius Isom, he uh, is at Starve Customs on Instagram, um, Twitter. He is working on a a piece of artwork. It's going to be probably about two feet um, tall, uh, about a foot and a half wide. It's going to be a Dragon Ball painting. He does a lot of great work. Um, we're actually correlating with him along with um, Kyle Abair. If you don't know who he is, he is the English voice actor for Adult Gohan, uh, the narrator, the uh, Ox King. And he's actually going to be donating, donating something of his. It's actually a surprise. We're not going to let on yet, but he's going to be donating something to the fans. So... We're, in the future, we're going to announce when the, the contest is being held. We're literally going to be picking a winner at random from one of our various media outlets. And the one lucky person is going to get a, a nice canvas of Dragon Ball art and a surprise gift from Kyle Abair, the English voice actor to Gohan. So it's definitely something to look forward to considering, you know, this, if you don't know who Kyle Abair is, he, he's... He's one of my favorite English voice actors. He he's not the most heard, I guess you could say, in the in the anime, but he is there. I mean, if you know what who the narrator is, he's in every episode. When what the narrator? The narrator? Yeah, the stupid narrator. <laughs> well, this, aside from him being the narrator, his characters they you, you don't see them as much as you do like Sean Schemmels or. Chris oh, yeah. Sabitz, but he he's a really cool dude. He we we reached out to Demarius, who is very close with him as a friend, and he agreed to come along and contribute to the contest. So it's pretty cool. Um, you guys could expect some good things. I mean, we both know what he's going to be giving away, and you know if if I was if I wanted this, I'd I, you know it'd be pretty cool just to have to say the least. Right. Um. I also said I would answer some questions sent via our contact form. So I'm going to read one, and then let's see where we can go from here. Then we're going to come to a close and right. call it a night. So let me just pull up my email real quick. Okay, so we got two emails this morning. I don't know if we're going to be able to answer this one during this segment, so we might have to save it to a next one. But this one is from Steven Sanchez. It says, hey, big fan of you guys. One of my friends thinks Naruto can beat DBZ, which I don't understand that. And we all know that is not true on so many levels. Just wondering, can you guys talk about the stats on your next podcast? Thanks. Stats? Um, that's are there hard stats? To, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't um, think there are stats. I, I'm sure we can come up with reasoning but there are no stats to define who would beat who. Yeah, um, for Dragon Ball Z stats, they all end after the Frieza saga, so it's kind of difficult to say. Yeah. 
Um, and Naruto never had stats to begin with. They were just, oh, you're stronger, you're stronger, you're getting stronger. They never <laughs> said anything specifically. Yeah. Um, this is just a uh, this is just a fan mail saying hello. Um, it says, hey, just wanted to say what's up. I'm a huge fan of DBZ. I've seen every episode from Dragon Ball to G- through GT. I've played all the video games and even collected the Dragon Ball Z magazines they used to sell in the early 2000s. I'm a real big artist, and I've been drawing Dragon Ball Z since I was about six years old. I'm now 21, and I still love drawing. I just wanted to say I love your page because you just seem to love everything about Dragon Ball Z like I do. And honestly, I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. Um, I remember running home after school to watch the latest episodes on Toonami. Anyways, I love what you guys do. Keep up the great work. Also, check out my art on Instagram. His Instagram is at D-A-N-N underscore N-N-Y-Y. So if you're interested to check out Dan's work, this is from Dan Nunez, Daniel Nunez. Um, thank you, Dan, for all the encouraging words and keep watching Dragon Ball. You know, it's it's definitely, you know, both me and Dave... We grew up on it. Uh, might uh, not be so different, much me. So. Not so much well, me. Oh yeah, well you are you are a Naruto kid, so yeah. <laughs> and you're also a little bit younger than I am. But uh, I enjoy the show. I mean, I wouldn't have started the website and the Instagram and all this. So to say the least, I mean, I could say that it kind of shaped me as a person. But might I might be able to relate a little bit differently than most people because I grew up watching it on both languages as opposed to just um english because i watched it in japanese alongside um the english dub but so i i see a whole different side of it than a lot of the american fan base i guess you could say yeah and as for me i didn't grow up on it and i didn't and i and and it didn't really shape who i am i mean i kind of like well it's a show and it's cool i don't really think it's a life-changing experience or anything (laughs) but um it's a cool show, and when I like something, I really get into it. So hey, that's where I am now. But in any case, uh, for me, I didn't watch it on Toonami. Uh, like like Anthony said, I'm I was a Naruto kid. Judge me. But in any in any case, <laughs> um, I didn't like it when it was on Toonami. Like Anthony said, I was a Naruto kid back then. So judge me all you want. But uh, yeah, I and and part of me thinks that. I didn't like it because I, I just, from the start, I didn't like the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated the music. I, I remember that. Like, I, I just did not like the Bruce Falconer score at all. Um, so I'm very, very different fan from most of the American fan base, and that gets me a lot of criticism, but I don't care. <laughs> In the end, we're all fans of the same thing, regardless of how how badly they butchered it in America. Well, you, you sent me that video today, huh? which you sent me that video today of Raditz, Piccolo, and Goku. Yeah, and it and was it was a. Ex- uh, how about you explain that? Because that was actually okay. pretty interesting. <laughs> I watched episode five. I, I I wanted to sample the new Blu-rays, which are totally awful. You, re- um, you oh no. Yeah, they're really bad. But in any, but anyway, um, I saw episode five, when the one where Goku dies, and there was a line in the subtitles that said, "Why that where Piccolo said, why didn't you cut his tail off, um, when Goku mm, full Nelson's Raditz, and <laughs> and um, Goku goes, well he could just cut it cut it off on his own, and then Raditz is like, 
how did you know that? But in the dub, Raditz said, um, Goku, go, it, it just does not, does not say any of that. And at it all. goes <laughs> at all. Yes. And it goes instead, Goku says, see, tell, see what telling a lie will get, will get you. And then Raditz said, you scoundrel. And that, <laughs> that, you know, I just think that it's a huge disrespect to the, to the original work. Because if you if you change something like that, and especially change the music, it's just really disrespectful. Like, and it's a middle finger to the original creators and the producers and stuff. So I I don't like the dub simply because it's not how Dragon Ball Z was supposed to be depicted. Right. And Goku that's why the hero, I, Goku yeah. the savior. And blah, that's blah, why. Blah. And that's why I support Kai. Which again gets me a lot of criticism but again i don't care yeah well you know people look at kai and say oh it's it's the uh, edited version of dragon ball z no, no it's, not. it's not have you it's have not. you purchased the the dvds but, well yeah the that's another thing like, people most people don't even know that they exist because funimation has made no effort whatsoever to mark to um to publicize them in any way shape or form so that's so that so that branch of DVDs, the marketing for them is just not good at all, and so people yeah. don't even know that uncut DVDs of Kai exist, which um, are awesome. They're, they're really awesome. And I the assure voice... you, I assure you that that if you watch the uncut version, you'll you'll learn to love it even way more than Dragon Ball Z, and. Um, well, if you can get past nostalgia, <laughs> if you can get past nostalgia, which is a very, very difficult thing in the Dragon Ball Z fan base. But um, I just like it because they swear every two lines. Yeah. And not many people know that. Yeah, they swear a lot. They do. They say there. I counted and there's an episode where they say bastard over and over and over and over. And it's just great. That's it's how hilarious. Dragon Ball was supposed to be. This is a this is a this is a product treated with respect to the original work, which is great because that was the whole point of bringing it out. And you know, if anyone watches it, also pay attention to the voice acting as well. It's a lot better. You know, they've when they did the voice acting for the Funimation dub back um in what was it ninety six or whatever the hell it was. Uh, well ninety six was um when they got Ocean to do it, but ninety nine was when they started their in their in house cast that still persists today. Yeah. Well back when they started that, they were all very young into voice acting. Um uh, actually you know what? Scratch that. They weren't very young. They were they were still new to it. No, but... they weren't they not even that. They literally picked them off the streets. And it just it wasn't that it was bad. It was just, you know, you you could see how much their voices developed by watching Kai. I even, I got a chance to speak with Kyle Abair the other day, and I asked him, like, what did you enjoy more, recording Z or Kai? And he's just like, well, you know, Z was one of my first um, gigs. Um, so I look back at that and I say, you know, it's, you know, I like to think of it as like my, my history. Um, and he says, you know, not a lot of people enjoyed Kai, but... I like to think that Kai, the way it, like I was better in it, you know, my voice was better. I, I did a better job. So if, even coming from a voice acting standpoint, they even themselves think they've done a better job in Kai. In turn, they appreciate it as well because 
for those of you who don't know how voice acting is, they're literally standing in a box talking to no one. They're not answering to anyone. They're not listening to Goku talk and then Vegeta answers. It's literally Goku talk. Okay, now your next line, Goku talk. So you could actually, if you look into a studio and see how it's done, it's crazy. But anyway, they did a much better job with voice acting in Kai, hands yeah. down. And um, Christopher Sabat absolutely hates the old dub. Yes, he does. Yes, and I've 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 gotten into debates where no, they didn't. They never said that. Yes, they did. Funimation does not like the old dub at all. And um, this was in an interview. This was in a really old Kai interview when it was just starting back in two thousand ten in America. Um, and so the Sean and Chris were talking, and they were like, "Okay." I think Kai is a, it's much better. They didn't flat out say that they don't like the the old dub, but they pretty much implied that this is much better than the old dub. And yeah, I, and, of course. And even Funimation agrees. It they're not nostal they're not um blind with nostalgia, like some people are. But it did make them a ton of money with the orange bricks. Yeah, and a I'm, ton. I'm very very disappointed. <laughs> Uh, we have two more questions, one really quick one, and then one is actually interesting. Um, can you tell me the difference between canon and non-canon? Uh, this is by Coy Rogers. Okay. It's very canon, simple. <laughs> it's very simple, yeah. Canon is what Toriyama wrote. Non-canon is what he didn't write. So filler is non-canon. The whole Garlic movies, Jr. arc. Movies are not canon either. Uh... Anything that's not part of the manga is not canon. And that's literally all you need to know. Um, maybe one day we'll get into specifics as to what's in the manga and what's not. Like Goku learning to drive. That's that's filler. That's not that's canon. That's filler. Um, the whole scene where Goku gets thrown under the water by Frieza. That's, that little that's section filler. is filler. In the manga, he actually comes up a lot faster. Um, but that's all filler. Yeah, and Gohan never comes back to fight Frieza. That's just, that's, that's just, I thought that was stupid. Why would It's redundant. That... It's redundant. Yeah. It really is. Filler is mostly just to fill 24 minutes of time. That that's literally had. what it is. But when it comes down to it, if you think about filler from a specific standpoint, it's to close the gap between the manga and the anime. When the manga is catching up, or when the anime is catching up to where the manga is, they throw in some filler just to give them more time. So they're yes. filling the gap. Um, and let's go on to our last question, which actually just came in while we were recording this. Um, this is from, let's see, from Steve. I saw you guys post on Instagram last week that Bills is not the name of the God of, Destructi the God of Destruction. And that Beerus is, what's going on, and why do the subtitles say Bills? I'm confused. Okay. Um, firstly, Susama. Firstly, um, Bills, well, if you don't know his name pun, then you can only assume his name is Bills, because literally that's what it would translate to if you were translating the name into English. But the thing is, the character has a name pun, just like every Dragon Ball character does. Right. Uh, and so his, he, I'm not sure if it was B, 
Beerus, who was named after beer, or Weiss, who was named after whiskey, but one of the two uh, was named after alcohol. And uh, the name pun makes it so that it has to has to correspond with it, meaning it can't be Bill's, because I, I don't know about you, but have, I, I think having a name pun for the name William is kind of weird. <laughs> and it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. But um, it, it has to be Beerus and not Bill's for that reason. Uh, next, next, um, the subtitles you saw are not official. The only Unless... officially, uh, the only officially subtitled, um, content in English is the Chinese Blu-ray and DVD, which, right. uh, you know, no one's probably going to buy, but if you have, if you don't have that, then you have not seen official subtitles, meaning that all those all the, all the subtitles and all the versions of the movies you saw were fan subtitled and they obviously um didn't know his name pun and just went with the fan term bills as well, uh, everyone else did to be fair Toriyama didn't know the name pun at first either yeah he didn't know that he didn't I, know he thought it was for beer so he named thought, it Whis after whiskey I, but actually dude i think it was i think uh Beerus was originally named on the pun virus. Oh yes, yes, that's it was right. Virus. It was virus. His name yeah. pun is on virus. Um, and he mistakenly so, so, thought it for beer instead. Yeah, and so, so he then named he worked whis- with it, and he created whis whiskey. Yeah, but he was wrong, and it's actually um, a name pun for virus, which in Japanese is virus, which um, they kind of re they kind of changed the first. A syllable, they made it birusu instead of virusu. Correct. So the correct correct pronunciation for someone in America or in English would be birus or birus, or if you want to be awesome and call it birus or birususama, whatever works. But Bill or Bills, I don't know. I laugh at that personally, but it just sounds weird. Lord Bill, like I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's it's. It's not, it's, it's like, it's a good effort, but it's not quite there. Yeah, mix up when it comes to transliteration. Yeah. But that is all the questions that we have. Um, make sure to keep submitting to our contact form on our website, um, which will bring us to a close. Um, Dave, it was great talking with you. I'm sure I'll talk to you by the end of the night. Um why don't you just tell everyone where they could find us if they're interested? You can find us on Instagram, Tumblr, Google Plus, Reddit, uh, and our website. Wow, we have Dragon a website. Ball. Yes, DragonBallInsider.com. That's literally www.dragon, D-R-A-G-O-N, ball, B-A-L-L, insider, I-N-S-I-D-E-R.com. Um, we constantly update the site. We're constantly putting new content, new content. Um, pretty soon this podcast will be up there as well. So stay tuned. Um, also make sure you just make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, we actually just hit 1200 subscribers yesterday. So just pretty awesome to say the least. So we'd like to thank everyone for uh, listening in. And once again, sorry, it took so long, but this one I thought is thought came out pretty well. So look forward to it. Other than that, Dave, uh, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, man.